0: From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to the Anxiety Project Podcast. I am your host, Brad Robinson, here with you again, and this episode is number seventy. So I want to take a minute to thank you for tuning in and making this podcast a part of your daily routine. It's important that you do so. It's important that you re-listen to these episodes over and over again and take notes. When I was going through my anxiety recovery, I listened to anxiety recovery podcasts from people who overcame anxiety and and these people taught me the process how to desensitize yourself and get to a better place how to improve your life in all areas so this podcast that I do I give you the information information on how to overcome Anxiety naturally. So re-listen to these podcasts, take notes, and I don't give you tips and tricks, I tell you what I did, and I give you the information so that you yourself can overcome this challenge in your life. But before I get into the the juice <laughs> Of this podcast, I just want to talk about the virus that's going around the world right now. The coronavirus, COVID-19, and it's causing a lot of people to panic. There's a lot of anxiety going around right now, whether you're already struggling with health anxiety or this virus triggered health anxiety. It's important that you implement techniques that reduce the anxiety this virus is causing, and I mean from the media, the news the the collective people in our cities all panicking and that's that panic that negative energy spreads onto you and and that energy can drain you of your positive energy, and then you get sucked into the collective anxiety that is in our society. So so I recommend you go to my YouTube channel The Anxiety Project and I have a video on there all about how to reduce your anxiety from this COVID-19 phenomenon, right? This 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 uh anxiety that has been projected out from the media and from other people and so easy for you to worry about your state of health health when everyone is so anxiety ridden right from this from this virus so go to my youtube channel go check that out after the podcast okay now let's get into social events with anxiety and now i attended a lot of social gatherings when i was severely struggling with health anxiety with anxiety I was going to these events I felt weighed down emotionally I felt emotionally drained I felt like the weight of the weight of the world was pushing down on me and I had a lot of baggage right and so I couldn't get myself to attend a lot of gatherings I, I, I had a hard time during gatherings where I would be fighting panic I would be fighting this severe anxiety. So let's first talk about what people do when they're, they have to go to a gathering, right? Or before a gathering or during a gathering, what do people do when they're struggling with this anxiety? Well, first they push away and repress the issues, right? So Before the social gathering, instead of mentally preparing yourself for the gathering, people repress their issues by, what do they do? They put Band-Aids over their wounds by watching TV, having a few drinks before the event, um, and indulging in junk foods, or they make excuses, right, not to attend. So there's a lot of band-aids out there. When you're suffering from anxiety, you're going to make any excuse whatsoever to not attend, and and you're going to make any excuse to not face the issues under the surface, right? Because when we can confront the issues and prepare ourselves, well, we can better tackle the day ahead of us. So people suffering from health anxiety will avoid any situation that makes them feel uncomfortable, uneasy. They are worried over the idea of having that heart attack or fainting or throwing up during the social gathering and then being embarrassed. So that's another reason why people make excuses not to go to the gathering, the fear of being judged and also being concerned over what other people think of them. And this is a huge concern for someone suffering from anxiety. They don't want to feel rejected from the social norm, right? Because what happens when you're rejected back in the old days, our ancestors, right? When we are in tribes, well, when you get kicked out of a tribe, what happens? Well, that's that's almost like death, right? Because surviving on your own, that's tougher. I mean, I watched this lion documentary where one of the lions got exiled from the group of other lions because they hunt together. They they hang out, right? In in their group, but one of the lions left the group and that line was never seen again. That line's probably dead, right? So it's in our it's it's in our natural hu- human way, I guess you can say, that we rely on the opinions, well not rely on, but we 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 have this uh, urge, but not urge, but we have this wanting to be accepted. We like this need to be accepted. I I believe it's built right into us, right? So we we care what other people think because we we don't wanna feel like we're we're not part of the, the normal the the social normal, right? So that's why anxiety sufferers have such a huge fear over the 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 judge the judging eyes of other people. So the goal right now is to reduce the suffering when attending these social gatherings. You wake up in the morning and you're dreading the day you you're paying attention to your uh sensations how you're feeling all that criticism that negative self-talk is circling and you just want to stay in bed and and this is where the band-aids come into play you'll watch tv or you'll eat that junk food or you'll drink that drink that alcohol or you'll uh, make excuses not to go Because you're just so internal, how can you possibly be external with other people, right? All right, so now I wanna go over common habits of a health anxiety sufferer during a social gathering. And all of these are habits I have done personally. So going to the bathroom constantly When I was hanging out with a group of people, friends, whoever it was, I would get up, go to the bathroom, do my thing, but then afterwards I would stay in there for an extra minute or two longer just with myself, with my sensations, with my anxiety, dreading to go back out into that social gathering. Another one is giving one-word answers. When you're around those people, you're just nodding your head or you're just going, "Mm mm-hmm, yep. Oh, true, true. Yes, yes, yes. But you're not continuing the conversation. You're just saying those one-word answers because you know internally that you just want this conversation to end and you want to get the heck out of there. You want to get home to your safe zone so that you can pay more attention to the health concerns because in your mind, you're thinking, you know, I don't want to be here with these people. I'm actually suffering from my real illness. So why do I want to be here talking to these people? The illness is more of a concern, more valuable to me than being with these people right here, right now at this party. So I'm just going to quickly end the conversation by giving one word answers, a very common habit. Also, you avoid talking to people. You avoid it. You don't want to talk to people. You just want to be with yourself, be with your thoughts, be with your sensations, and and hopefully you can quickly get out of there. Also, another habit is giving your partner reasons to leave the get-together early. So if you're with somebody, you will say, you you know, I want to leave soon. I don't feel so well. You know, I want to get home and do this. So you'll give your partner reasons to get out of there early. Another one is you're touching parts of your body. The parts of your body that are causing you distress could be your head, could be your chest, could be the sides of you. Doesn't matter. It's the parts that you think are causing you uh, the distress. Like the part of you that's that's ill. Right. So if you if you believe that your heart is is not well, you will be so internal focused on your heart that you may touch it. You may put your hand on it. Even in the bathroom, when you're away from other people, you'll you'll place your hand on your heart, wondering, you know, I hope I don't have a heart attack and die right here. Right also avoiding eye contact another another maneuver where you you want to you know you want to avoid these people because you don't want to engage in conversation because you don't have the willpower you don't have the energy you're not emotionally here right now in this moment so you avoid the eye contact because you don't want to engage in any more conversations right and you feel ashamed you feel guilty all of your vulnerabilities are in the eyes right so when you link eyes with other people a lot of people turn turn away because they're they feel that the other person is looking into their vulner vulnerabilities right their 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 guilt their shame all of that stuff underneath the surface right Also, when you're at the party, drinking too much alcohol. It can be easy because alcohol is such a suppressor for your anxiety. It can easily reduce the anxiety you're feeling, but it's not good. It's only good for the very, very short time that you drink it. But in the long run, it's only a Band-Aid, and it will never, ever help you in the long run Never. Or you're on your phone constantly. You're on your phone avoiding the people, avoiding that eye contact, and you're even Googling your symptoms, right? Sometimes I would. When I would be on my phone during an event, I would be on Dr. Google looking at the symptoms, looking at the the concerns over my heart or the different parts of my body that would feel achy, thinking that it was a serious illness. And then lastly, you leave early. You give people an excuse and you get out of there. So why is it important to attend these get-togethers when you're having anxiety? Well, it's important because... You want to prove your old self wrong, but you don't want to attend these get-togethers, these social events without a sword and shield. You want to be prepared. You want to be ready. So this is the goal of the podcast today is to teach you how to be ready, how to be prepared for the social gathering when you're struggling with anxiety and i used to put on a mask i didn't know how to prepare myself for these gatherings i didn't know i would just show up without the sword and without the shield without the techniques and what happens well i don't know how to handle the chaos and then i put on a mask i i act like everything is fine and i would fake laugh you know give those one word answers but inside i'm in a complete chaotic state i just wanted to deal with the illness i believe i had and not be at the party so how can you prep yourself for an event whether you're going to a party whether you're going to school, whether you're going to work, when you are suffering from health anxiety. Okay, so let's get into number one. Prepare the night before. All right, so the two most important times of your day, the hour after you wake up, and then the hour before bed. And so... The hour before bed, when you know that you have something uh, important the next day and you're worried that you're going to have a panic attack, you're worried that you're going to have severe anxiety and have to leave the event tomorrow. So it's important to prepare yourself for that event so that you can actually get a good night's rest. Because if you're ruminating over that event and then you just go watch tv yes you're suppressing the issue but what happens after you watch tv you go to bed but you don't have a good night's sleep because you haven't resolved dealt with the issue of the event the next day you're still worried about it so you're not going to get the best sleep and you need a good eight hours sleep in order to feel rejuvenated okay a, good, a great night's sleep makes all the difference, okay? So prepare for the sleep. First of all, do something relaxing before bed. No TV, no stimulation, no computer, no emails, no video games, none of that. Be with yourself. Put your phone in a different room. Have a hot bath light some incense meditate or write in a journal so when i would be concerned over an event the next day such as when i was working in the film industry i had different jobs all the time i had to go into different places each day different productions and it would cause me a lot of anxiety there would be a huge list of what if thoughts. So I would sit with myself the night before and write out my morning schedule. I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna get up at 5.30, okay? So it'll take me 20 minutes to do my morning routine, okay? After my morning routine, I'm gonna eat something, get a drink, have some tea, and then I'm gonna leave the house by seven o'clock. Okay. And that'll give me say an hour to drive. And then I'll plan out how long it would take to drive. And I would plan all of this out the night before. Cause now when I wake up, I don't have that weight, that anxiety so much, right? I have it all planned out. I planned it out the night before. I wasn't watching TV, playing video games. I would plan it out carefully to the detail so that I add order to the chaos, that is, the uncertainty of this uh, workday that I was anxious about. Okay, so what I would do then would be, I would write down all my negative thoughts. What if I arrive late? What if I don't perform properly? What if I don't get a good night's sleep? What if this, I have a real illness. I'd write down everything that came to mind. And then I would write down rational thoughts. You know, I'm planning my night before I'm setting two alarms so that I'm going to get up at the right time. And I'm adding all of this evidence, this ration, these rational thoughts to all of the other irrational thoughts. So I was really preparing myself for the next day, meditating, relaxing, being with myself, and really planning out my day so that all of that anxiety lessens. Number two is have a morning routine. Have a morning routine. The morning, how your morning goes and how you conduct yourself in the morning determines how the rest of your day will be. Why do you think successful people have a morning routine? It's because it's very important. What do you do in the morning? Well, for me, when I had to deal with a an event, a situation, uh, a workshop, whatever it was, and I was struggling with anxiety, I would immediately get up from bed, make my bed, And then I would go sit in my quiet space. I I would make sure that I gave myself the uh, time in the morning to do this. And then I would write in my journal. So in the journal, I would write down all the negative thoughts, everything I'm grateful for. I would write down my mantra and my goal for the day. What is the goal of the day? And The consequences of not obtaining it, right? So if I, for instance, if I had a workshop and if I was too afraid of going, which I usually was because I was afraid of having anxiety, I would write down the consequence of not going. Well, if I didn't go to the workshop, then my fear of that situation only strengthens. I write that down because I need to know the consequence of not going, right? Or I lessen my I lessen my social behavior if I don't go. My social interactions, right? My confidence in social situations. That's what I really mean to say. My confidence in social situations lessons right i it takes practice to be around other people and to and to strike up conversations and to and to move conversations along it takes practice so i lessen that ability if i don't go to the workshop or if i don't go to the workshop then my goal of getting into the camera union or getting into the my career will not will not be there, right? I w- I won't be able to get into the career I want if I don't go. So I make and I add great reasons to not going, right? And uh, consequences to not going. Number 2 is then after the journal I go through the manifestation movie exercise. And this is in my program too. I have a guided Audio of the manifestation movie exercise. So if you want that, go to my website at unpluganxiety.com and check out my program. It's in there. So the manifestation movie exercise is sitting with yourself and then visualizing how you want the day to go. How do you want the day to go? What how do you see yourself at the event? What do you do at the event? What do you look like at the event? And how do you feel after you do the event, after you go to the event? How do you feel? What do you look like? Um, What do you reward yourself with? And by doing this, you're targeting your unconscious mind. And when you target the unconscious mind, your unconscious will unconsciously manifest your desires, because this is what you really want. And your unconscious understands imagery and emotions. So the more emotion you give to this exercise, the more you will manifest it unconsciously. So go through the day from morning until night, the way you want it to go. And then after that, I would stretch. And then as I was driving to work or at when I was making breakfast, I would have affirmations on. Affirmations like, I am powerful. I am strong. I can accomplish anything I put my mind to. These affirmations would play on YouTube, and then I would say them out loud to myself with confidence, and this gets ingrained within the unconscious mind as well. This gets you prepped primed and ready to take on the challenges. You have to prime yourself. You have to get yourself ready into a state of courage, right? You have to get yourself into a state of, 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 of you have to strengthen yourself and that comes through these from these exercises, right? Do these exercises, prime yourself for the day and then you will manifest these things unconsciously. So number three is meditate before you go in. So or on your break, right? So before you go into the event, say you're at the events at two o'clock, or you're going to work at eight o'clock. Maybe sit in your car for ten minutes and meditate. Even do the morning, uh, the manifestation movie, right? Do that manifestation movie you did in the morning and but do it before work also that helps you visualize how you really want to act and feel at the at work or the or the event and or you can meditate do mindfulness meditation this activates. The parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest system. So, meditation is good for calming the anxiety response, becoming more neutral and more relaxed. And when you're more relaxed, you can then handle whatever is to come more easily and effort, effortlessly because you're speaking to the unconscious mind, right? And so I would personally meditate on my breaks after a stressful day of feeling anxious and feeling emotionally drained. On my breaks, I would then meditate again. And this calms me down, gets me more grounded, relaxed. The anxiety systems lessen and lessen and I can handle the situations with more ease. Number four posture. Now, you know, you might not feel like you want to stand up straight. You might feel anxious. You might feel overwhelmed. So you want to slouch a bit. But the thing is, if you practice standing upright with your shoulders back, this tricks the mind into thinking you are confident and able. It tricks the mind. So I'm sure you've heard the phrase, fake it until you make it. It's the same idea here, right? It's the same idea. Practice posture. And the form of your body tricks the mind. Richard Petty, who is a professor of psychology at Ohio State University, he says the brain has an area that reflects confidence but once that area has been triggered it doesn't matter how exactly it's triggered it can be difficult to distinguish real confidence from confidence that comes from just standing up straight these things go both ways Just like happiness leads to smiling, but smiling leads to happiness. That's why I practice laughing because it's a practice, right? Laughing just doesn't come so naturally to some people maybe, but the more you laugh, the more you practice laughing when you're around other people, the more you will feel more lightened the weight of the world doesn't seem so strong and so when you stand upright it tricks the mind it tricks the mind you will feel more confident and you'll feel more able more powerful your posture tells your brain you are powerful and having that posture that that increased posture increases serotonin and Decreases the cortisol that is running through your body from your anxiety response. Another great technique is in the morning before you go, to go tackle the day, do power poses in the mirror. Power poses. Stand up straight with your arms at your sides like your Superman or your Wonder Woman or your Superwoman, right? Stand up straight, chin up, do that for a few minutes and let me know how you feel because you're gonna feel pretty damn good. Like you're able to take on the challenges of the day. And then lastly, reward yourself. It's not easy facing these challenges with anxiety. It's not easy. Like I said before, it's one of the greatest challenges, if not the greatest challenge you'll ever face in life. The battle in your own mind. It's it's facing the dragon of chaos. So it's not easy facing these challenges, but it's important that after you do the challenge, after you go to this event, after you prepared for it, after you worked hard uh, in the morning during your morning routine, after you after you push through and battle the challenge that you have to face make sure you reward yourself and make sure that you you tell yourself that you did a great job that you did a great job because you became braver than you were before you are, you're more braver than you were before you you're more tougher than you were before because you faced this challenge. And so give yourself a reward. Maybe it's your favorite food, but make sure it's not junk food, right? Maybe it's your favorite meal, right? Not junk. Write in your journal. Write down how proud you are of yourself for facing the challenge. Pat yourself on the arm and say to yourself, great job. Because I do that, I do that when I overcome a challenge, when I push through and i I run the amount of miles I really want to run, or i i I give that podcast everything I have, and after the podcast, I would pat myself on the arm and say, "Great damn job you you did you worked hard and you did a great job and recognize that within yourself because with anxiety recovery, you need to learn how to become your best your own best friend, right? Treat yourself like somebody you love, right? How do you treat the person in your life that you really love? Right? And and do the same for yourself. Because a lot of people neglect that, neglect that side, right? They don't they they treat other people with so much love, but they don't treat themselves with that love. So make sure you recognize and pay attention to what you accomplished. Write it down, say it to yourself, because you did a damn brave thing. It might not seem like a a big thing to other people, but remember, You're growing each day. You're becoming better than who you were yesterday. So compare yourself with who you were yesterday. So you went to that event, but that person yesterday wouldn't have went to that event, right? So damn, that's a huge accomplishment. And make sure you recognize that. And you're more likely willing to face future challenges when you know there is a reward at the end of it too that that dopamine high you're going to feel great going into the dragon's lair that place where you were afraid of having that panic attack but you went anyways that's a huge thing that's a big deal so reward yourself and that's where i'm going to leave you on this podcast episode Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you re-listen, write down notes, and go listen to the other podcasts. And remember, do not let anxiety define who you are. And I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is available at UnplugAnxiety.com. The Anxiety Project Program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. What are you waiting for? Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.